0: Today, I have a chance to bring to you an interview with Ken and Ivanette Osborne. Both are members of the CARE team for Adventist missionaries. We have exciting things to share with you, and you will really want to hear the announcements in the second part of the interview. At the moment, though, I'd like to introduce Ken and Ivanette just a bit more. Ken grew up in a missionary family first in Lebanon and then in Uruguay. He spent his adult life and entire career in cross-cultural ministry in countries such as Thailand, Taiwan, Zimbabwe, and Korea. Ken served in hospital administration in the college settings, as well as in financial administration in both a union and a division level. And Ken is a third-generation missionary. Ken's wife, Ivanette, is a nurse by training and profession. Together with Kian, they have two daughters and one son who are all adults at this point. In their recent mission post, Ivanette served in a support role to all missionaries in North Asia Pacific Division. At the moment, Kian and Ivanette are officially in full retirement, but that's only officially. Recently, they have been asked to serve in a pastoral support role as part of General Conference care team. With that, Let's get to the interview itself. Before we get into our topic today, I wanted to ask you to share just a little bit more of your background with, uh, and your ministry, current ministry, with our listeners.
1: I think the current ministry that we've been invited to be a part of is a niche of purposefulness from the GC, that they are purposely... General conference. ...um asking us from the General Conference Secretariat to be involved in being an additional level of support to missionaries once they are in the field, and particularly the ones who are being um, fully sponsored under the General Conference leadership.
0: Okay. Gamble, do you like to add anything to it?
2: Well, I think um, perhaps we should give some context for how long We have been working in this capacity, and when I say working, we actually fully retired from denominational work, for me, after 42 years of serving the church as a church worker in 2015 at the general conference session. It was in 2016, um, December of 2016, that we were invited from the general conference to become part of what, as we understand it, is the first and I'll have to put it in um, bra- in, in parentheses, not parentheses, quotation marks, um, a support team or a care team for our missionaries. Now, the fact that they use the word team means that maybe there's a little more formal um, concern here. But as we were invited to undertake this particular role, it was indicated to us that the feeling from the general conference is, We have done well in recruiting missionaries, getting them set up to go out to the field, getting their shipments out to them. We drop them into the field if we're not careful, and then we hope that maybe five years later, without too much drama, they may return home or extend their service. And in that interim period, while they're in the field, the assumption has been that, to a large extent, everything, unless we hear otherwise, is going well. Mm -hmm. And the missionaries are experiencing a healthy experience. But the reality is, I think the general conference came to the realization, while other church organizations or sending organizations for missionaries have been very deliberate to support their people while they're in the field, not just assuming everything's going to go well, we had not really paid as much attention in that area. And so establishing a care team, the hope is, that it's just another layer to support missionaries as they are working, particularly given the many challenges they may be facing.
0: Well, I'm very happy to hear that, that our church is doing this. Um, So our listeners, missionaries out there, what would be possible reasons why they, families or individuals, singles, mind you, would want to contact you for?
1: I think it's been my experience based on what people have already contacted us for, it would fall into basically three categories. And one would just be because they need somebody to talk to that's not directly involved with the drama or the challenges of where they are. And it's not so much that they're seeking advice as much as a sounding board. Just, we just want to share and maybe part of that could be even related to language. You know, it's easy to talk to another English-speaking person, um, whereas if I'm here, you know, the language might um, make it more difficult for my free-flowing communication. And then another factor would be, I, you know, Ken and I, I think, are still... Um, with God's help learning how to be better active listeners. And an active listener is somebody who can listen to them without judgment. You know, we're not in a role to make any judgment calls on what's being shared with us. It's that we're here to be empathetic, supportive, but not um, saying what you're doing is wrong or what you're doing is right and the other person is wrong. That's not really... What, we're, what our function is, is when you're an active listener. Another reason people have contacted us is when they're having an emergency crisis of some type and they don't know where to turn. And so we've gotten um, a couple of times where people have just said, please, can we talk? And, you know, they send that through um, work chat, Usually, and that's how we then immediately through work chat we can immediately call them, and that's very helpful. That avenue, another, um, and then we help to direct them you know, who do they contact at their um, immediate area for getting support or answers. Um, I can give them some suggestions on that because of having worked previously in northern asia pacific division and being responsible for our ise desk the you know aware of some of the policies but policies change and so it's not where i have the final answer but i can at least give them some input on that um and then the third area would be you know we just would like to ask for somebody else to pray for us or with us Okay. about a concern that they have.
2: Maybe I, I could mention here, Alex, that the fact that we're here in Chiang Mai, we are here attending what will now be, will have been our seventh Mission Institute since we were asked to, to undertake being a part of a, a care team. And um, so we have attended seven of these events, and we have attended for the full three weeks of the, of the Mission Institute... Um, The reason we have been doing this is to establish, you might say, relationship, because I think that, you know, people are not just going to contact us necessarily merely because you have been assigned to a particular task, Exactly. and it's not like we have a title per se. In fact, we don't, because we are still retired, but are doing this, um, you know, as on a part-time basis, um, working with the General Conference, but... By coming to the institutes, attending the events with the participants, sitting at meals together, just becoming friends, you might say, we see that as the strongest basis that we then in the future can serve the same missionaries because it would be on the basis of their being able to come people to people they know and not just a name right. with, with a title. So I think in the seven uh, events we've attended, I would say probably the average has been around 40 to 45 who have attended these events. So we probably are, at this point, um, in relationship, you might say... With at least
0: 300 people. With right? around 300.
2: And that's not counting the children and all. That would right. be That's the adults. And then if you added on the children, of course, you're adding on another 150 or however many, maybe even 200 or so. So... Um, that's. Uh, this has been an important part, we feel, of our ministry. In a sense, I think one way I would um, pr- express what I feel our ministry is, it's kind of like if you look at the local church. You have the senior pastor, at least I'm talking now from the uh, North American sure. type of church, where the senior pastor may be responsible for the upfront aspect of ministry, the preparation of sermons on a regular basis, giving leadership, maybe in the board meetings and the like, being a part of the mechanics of a church running efficiently. We would probably see ourselves more in the role of like the visiting pastor, whose role is to go out, be available to the members, visit with them, pray with them, give encouragement, but not be responsible for all the the other parts. But now, Ivanette did mention people calling us Um, in some, you know, crisis moments. And they would not have called, frankly, if they didn't know us. But it was because we had interacted and all. They, I think, came to have a sense that if we didn't have the answer, we could get answers for them, which was the case.
0: You know, friends, I'm very happy, Ken, that you mentioned uh, a visiting pastoral role. Um, Missionaries out there are people. Um, We are fragile uh, we have our spiritual lives that are going up and down. And we also do need an attention of a pastoral couple. So this is the, this part of your ministry will be mm-hmm. and is precious for many people out there. And I'm happy we can let people know that there is such an opportunity. So um, Ivan, you mentioned something uh, very important, a prayer ministry that you guys uh, are specifically focusing on. Um, I know you've been interested in that, in providing a prayer venue for people to be able to support one another. We've talked about different ways this might look or feel. Would you guys uh, share with us what you envision for this part of of ministry to missionaries?
1: You know, it's interesting. I think um, even while we've been here during this Mission Institute, I remember Cheryl making a comment I don't know how prayer works and I think that, you know, that's a really honest, candid way of all of us saying, we don't know how God works, but prayer is a way of communicating and the importance of us being able to feel comfortable to communicate in prayer is like talking and getting to know God better and, you know, how can we help to encourage that Um, another place I had recently read that um not within it had the study wasn't done within our church but with other denominations that send out missionaries i was surprised that 50% come back early and one of the biggest challenges for the sending organization is to help recognize that we need to encourage the spiritual growth you know we all have ups and downs in our spiritual growth or times of feeling like we're in a desert, and how can we help to encourage that? And knowing that people are praying for you and with you, I think, is a key element in helping that.
2: I've I've noticed, Alex, that on the um, workplace community that has been created for missionaries, that when prayer requests have been listed and it hasn't happened often because I don't think up to now that has been encouraged, but when prayer requests have been listed, I notice that a lot of people respond mm-hmm. and give signals of, of concern or so or even comments. So I think that I think that prayer in the life of a missionary should be a very foundational aspect of, of what is happening in your mission experience. I had had read a a quotation from Augustine that indicated, with God, we can. So obviously, we need to be praying. But then the message went on. It said, but without us, God will not. Right. (laughs) And um, I think that's a, a very powerful statement. Because on the one hand, it's the challenge for us that we should Recognizing the importance of prayer in all the work we do, particularly for missionaries. But if we are not purposely praying, I think the question comes up are we limiting God? And I guess where it maybe really gets serious, to me personally, obviously I'm imperiling His ability to work on my life, but what about our ministries if we are not really praying for these? And I think the wonderful thing about the the mission experience um, is that if you can share with fellow missionaries your prayer concerns, knowing that others are praying as well. And I think in many cases, it could be personal or it could be related to the mission, that there's power in prayer as we come together. But it's not just what we're doing for ourselves, but it also perhaps has a bearing on what God is able to do.
0: Right. So what we are talking particularly about today is intercessory prayer is somehow finding a way for uh, people to uh, find prayer support groups uh, to uh, be able to enter the prayer ministry that you guys have and uh, so that you can pray for their specific needs, for uh, for them, as well as they can pray for each other. Now, how to create this prayer ministry globally for Adventist missionaries is something we're going to try to attempt to uh, uh, to talk about and to implement in the future. But I'm very excited about what you guys have in
2: mind. Well, I think, I think for now, you know, we're talking about first steps and obviously don't want to try to present some grandiose program. And frankly, we don't want this to be a program. Exactly. Um, hopefully, it's something that's just more natural. And it's... A, an opportunity that people have, but it's not like we are creating some formal program. Um, And if, you know, we don't keep producing material and and having all these experiences that it failed, Um, because I think prayer is is an ongoing aspect of what we do. Um, I don't think either Ivanette or myself would particularly view ourselves as, and I'm going to put it in quotation marks without being critical, but the people who are known as prayer warriors, you know, people who are constantly on their knees in prayer or are identified within church settings and all, though, those are the people who are praying as if no one else is. I think for our aspect of what we would like to undertake here within our community of missionaries would be opportunities to, to pray together but not to be structured, as it were. Maybe more structure would come in time if, if we see that that's where some people are more comfortable. But for now, I think initially just sharing mm-hmm. the prayer concerns we have and then seeing if people are seeing results. And it wouldn't just be requests. I think it could also be if people want to just express thanksgiving for ways that Absolutely. they are seeing that God has opened doors or, you know, bless their ministries. In practical ways. So,
0: Before we go into uh, some of the details of, of what can happen or could happen, Ivanet, would you, would you share with us maybe a couple instances, a couple examples that you guys have seen in your ministry where um, intercessory prayer has actually played an important role?
2: Hmm. Incidentally, I will, I will tell you this. Ivanet's mother, when we were overseas, we always said, No matter what our circumstances were, we always knew her mother was praying for us Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And um, I'm not exaggerating. Ivanette almost, I think, thinks I was. But when her mother passed away at the bedside, by where she would kneel every day, the rug was worn. There were holes just where she was kneeling, and we knew it because when we were in her home, we would see hours on her knees praying. Um, for people. So, you know, we've received that blessing. But now in terms of reaching out in our own ministry?
1: You know, I think it's not so much where we see a, like a miracle occurring, but we do see God's intervening spirit, helping people to process what they're experiencing, to accept, and then maybe adapt accordingly. And I think that um, we can all relate to also, particularly the St. Francis Assisi's serenity prayer. You know, God help us to um, accept what we cannot change and to change, to know when we can change things, and wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And I think definitely that's where I see more the impact of God's Spirit leading through prayer.
2: Thank you. Well, I think Ivana could share a, a recent experience where she did work with a missionary, um, and that missionary's family, working in a very diff- difficult environment. And I hate to say it, Alex, but often the problems, more than being with the external forces, are what's going on internally, you know, within institutions and the like. That's or that's with a fellow reality.
1: Missionaries or, or with fellow, fellow missionaries.
2: In fact, if you read even for non avidist settings. It's interaction with other missionaries that often leads to people leaving early and the like, which is, is sad. But I don't know, Ivan, if you would want to just share briefly without going into any details of how that kind of transpired, because it went on for probably a good two or three months.
1: I think, though, ultimately, decisions then that were made, the people that were involved were very comfortable and at peace with their decisions.
0: And it's because you spent time with the person you were praying together. I know that for a fact, right. and I, yeah. just, I just don't want
2: the Well, I would write out prayers mm-hmm. for this person right and for a period almost on a daily basis. You know, just, um, And sometimes it, she could do it and, and prayed often using WhatsApp, um, the electronics that and are available. And then we got
1: on to what? work chat. Right, and but that, we'll that worked about. very good too. But that's, I think, the next part of your conversation.
0: <laughs> this example, however, and of course, we cannot go into any kind of details. Um, but this example shows that you guys are willing to, you know, to, to walk with people uh, in, in their needs, pray for them, be really be their prayer partners, and uh, and so let's let's talk about uh, some of the mechanics of this just a little bit. So, Kim, what is what is your vision uh, for a prayer ministry uh, for the next phase of it, for the initial phase? Right. I maybe,
1: like that word, initial.
2: Maybe baby step <laughs> right. to start with. Um, I think that initially, you know, we have discovered that what has been created in terms of the workplace application um, for missionaries as well as work chat, both of those are very powerful instruments that a missionary can use. I wish we could have had those when we served overseas. But Jim,
0: be- Before you continue, let me just clarify for our listeners that um, Workplace Community is the Institute of World Mission online community. It's a social network. It's a closed and secure social network for um, official ministries of our church mm-hmm. as well as those uh, missionaries of who went through the Institute of World Mission um, uh, training? So m- not all of our listeners may be on it, and we will uh, share some other right. ways, but uh, most of our listeners would would have access.
2: To and it. I understand most uh, that over 400 are on that now currently. Most of And I think yeah. and all of the attendees of mission institutes where we have been ha- are essentially on it right if and have been given the invitation and can get on easily. And then as a subsection from that, my understanding is they also are given the invitation to come on to WorkChat. Right. And WorkChat is a very powerful means to be able to communicate, similar to FaceTime, WhatsApp, all of those applications, but it's all there in one setting if you want to communicate with fellow missionaries.
0: For our missional community out there. Correct. Right. So it's Correct. ours. It's our platform.
2: It is. And, of course, those conversations can be on a more one-to-one basis. We would um, envision that there would be times when missionaries would want to share a prayer request. And maybe, in some cases, they would not want it to be shared to the community as a whole, given specifics, be it, you know, relationships within an organization, perhaps some sensitive area- issues to the areas in which they are serving. In that type of case, individuals could contact Ivanette or myself on Work Chat, and just send a quick message and say, could you share this? Maybe just where it ends with us, that the prayers would be just us and them. On the other hand, perhaps they would want it shared on a broader basis without knowing who's posting and the like, and that we could then go into the workplace community setting and post these in a more generic way, although the missionary himself or herself can post a prayer request themselves themselves to that community. Which we Uh, encourage. Right, we would encourage. In fact, that would be the preferred method, but we also would want people to be careful, mindful, that you want to be sure if you're sharing something that it's something that's not going to create later some misunderstandings or so. So those are in effect two ways that people could post or list prayer requests.
0: So, Ken, um, what, what I'm hearing from you, you're saying that you and Ivanette are looking forward from now on to hear people's prayer requests, that they would be willing to share with you, with the two of you, and maybe even with the wider community. And they have a chance, if they are on our social network, They can share with everyone. But if they want to share it with you, they can do that also. And there are several ways to do that. They can contact you directly through any means. And I will ask you for your contact data. As well as they can submit their prayer requests on a web page and through a form, a secure form uh, that when people submit any prayer requests will go only to you. And we will explain that on the webpage as well. So we want to provide multiple ways for Adventist missionary community to reach out to you and share their prayer requests with the two of you. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And if there will be uh, some of those prayer requests that our listeners will indicate as public, then you would involve more people to pray for them. Mm -hmm. Do I hear this correctly? Mm
2: -hmm. And and I can tell you, Alex, in a practical way, I think people appreciate knowing that prayers are being offered. We have made it a practice starting last year that with the Mission Institutes, as, as those who have attended the Mission Institutes will remember, the attendees of the previous institute before the one the current ones are attending, for example, in this case, the individuals who attended the Mission Institute at Andrews University, This last year are being prayed for on a daily basis Mm -hmm. by family with pictures, and indication of um, where they're serving. And in many cases, having been given an opportunity to submit prayer requests that's shared with the current group of attendees. Um, When we have prayed that way, we have been sending personal emails Mm -hmm. to those missionaries to let them know they were prayed for that day. And it's an opportunity, then, again, to just have contact. And um, when we've done that, we get a lot of responses. So I think people do appreciate the personal touch. They don't want to just get a general email that's written for everyone. Right. They they like that personal touch. And we're happy to, to do that. And it also gives us an opportunity, again, to renew knowing, thinking of these people and then acknowledging some of the challenges they might be facing. Some have shared some of the things that they're facing right at that given time when we've sent that email.
0: So to make it very simple for our audience, um, the baby step, this initial phase, um, would be you opening yourselves up and saying, please, we want to hear your prayer requests. Send them to us. We will be in communication with you. Some of your prayer requests will be private. Only us, only we will Mm -hmm. be seeing those and praying for you. If you indicate that those are public, we'll involve other people praying for you. And this is what you guys want to do from now on for for some time and just see how how this can grow, how this can be a spiritual support to our missionaries out
2: there. And we want people to know, too, that when they do this, we are not channels to try to another source for the GCT uh, General Conference to hear what is happening to their missionaries out in the field. If there are things, though, that are of concern and um, we are given permission we certainly will, in our role, try to pass on information or be helpful in that way. But primarily, our, our desire is to be one on one with the missionaries.
0: Friends, this is a tremendous chance for us to be a community. Let's pray for each other. Let's share our prayer requests. And to initiate a meaningful prayer movement, we can begin reaching out to Ivanette and Ken. People we trust and know. In the show notes, you will be able to see Ken and Ivanet's contact information, emails, links to Facebook profiles, links to their profiles, and on the online learning and support community, which we dubbed the workplace community. My name is Alex Ott. If you'll have any questions or any difficulties contacting Ken and Ivanet, write to me at ottagc.adventist.org. At